Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 83 of Impact Boom. My name's Amadeo Watson, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Ofra Flynn, founder at For Purpose Israel. It has been a decade since Offer Flynn changed his professional path and decided to start a career which drew on his vast experience in the business sector while following his passion for social and economic challenges in Israel. He chooses to act in the social environmental business field, developing and establishing social business ventures in cooperation with third sector organisations, government institutions, businesses and entrepreneurs. Offer is the owner of a few social businesses that help youth in risk, people with mental and physical disabilities, and women from low socioeconomic backgrounds. He also leads a social entrepreneur program in collaboration with one of the Honourable Academic Centres in Israel and is a main team member in accelerators and in developing programs for NGOs. On today's podcast, we'll discuss Offer Flynn's journey in establishing For Purpose Israel, supporting social enterprises, and the lessons he has learned along the way. We'll get his advice about getting social enterprises off the ground as well as the challenges of defining vision and communicating impact. We'll also hear about policy changes and some unique insights into the Israeli social enterprise sector. Offer, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. To start things off, could you please share a bit about your background and what led you down the path of social enterprise and purpose-based business? My story is kind of a regular story, not a unique story. Although every time I lecture about social businesses, People think that this is like a fairy tale, but actually, since I finished my period in the Israeli army at the age of 21, I tried to build a career as independent uh, business, and I started to work and climb my way in the restaurant market in Israel. And it was a great school to understand how to develop and run business, and I gained a lot of experience a lot of contacts, a lot of skills, but I understood that this is not the future that I seek for. And I tried to seek for purpose, for something else fulfilling other than just doing money. And I started to work with charities and NGOs and enjoyed to to help them with my business skills, to help them to succeed. But then I realized that there's a lot of difficulties in the social sector in Israel about how to raise money, how to gain funds for projects. And back at like a decade ago, I then realized that there's a huge separation between how business uh, thinks and acts in, in Israel and how charities and NGOs act. 
And I thought, why why we want to combine those things? Why we mm. want to take the, the, the best things from businesses and uh, work with them in order to help to do good? And then I came across the social business model, and I understand there is a way. And actually, there is a fourth sector in the world, and I started to read about it and to hear about it, and I contacted a few people that uh, worked in this sector uh, abroad, uh, outside uh, Israel, and I just understood that moment that this is my future. I'm going to build social businesses in Israel. I'm going to help to raise that market in Israel, and that's it. Since then, I never looked back. Interesting. So... You were early on inspired and that, I guess, is what ultimately inspired you to create your enterprise that you have now, For Purpose Israel. I'm curious to hear a bit more about For Purpose Israel. So what projects and work are you currently involved in? Well, before I started For Purpose Israel, I've been a partner in a company called ESCO that stands for environmental and social companies developed by my best partner and amazing person, Neil Gordon. For six years, we've been working together and helping private entrepreneurs, NGOs, charities, governmental institutes to build social business models. Then I understand that we need to go to separate ways in order to fulfill our life mission. And I started For Purpose Israel. And I work with either charities, loan entrepreneurs, big corporations, but we do the same thing. We build a sustainable social business model in order to tackle a major social problem in Israel, to do it by doing money and to have sustainable income generated business. A few of interesting projects, I, I work on a lot of projects, but few of the interesting projects are Salta, for example. Salta is a social business that helps youth in risk to tackle problems with their health and their nutrition. And we teach youth in risk how to buy healthy food in low cost and how to make their own meals and how to cook to their friends, to their families, to their communities in order to to develop kind of a health leader in the community. And most of the youth in risk in Israel, they have obesity problems, nutritional problems. And we understood that instead of lecture them and try to tell them what to eat, how to eat, we just help them to cook and eat by themselves. And it's an amazing program. We work with the government about it. We work with, in 15 institutes in uh, Israel. Right now, we are starting to expand and work with other uh, societies like people with mental needs. And it's an amazing project and it's very profitable. Another uh, interesting project is Make-A-Wish charity. Make-A-Wish is an international charity that helps uh, kids that got a heart uh, illness like uh, cancer, leukemia, they help them to make a wish and then to, to fulfill the wish, to, to, make it, uh, to make it come true. We're working on uh, building an income-generating business to this charity in order to reduce the philanthropic funds and make it more sustainable. And, and it's an amazing project because if it's going to work in Israel, we're going to spread it all over the world. So the scale potential is amazing. 
It's interesting to hear that there are these projects in Israel, like the one you've just mentioned, that does have that scope and that intention to, to scale and grow internationally, having a more comprehensive and wider impact through that program once it does go international. Taking a look at the Israeli social enterprise support sector myself, I've seen that it's quite competitive and dynamic. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, how does For Purpose Israel set itself apart from other social enterprise support organizations? Well, as you mentioned, the, the ecosystem in Israel is amazing. It grew up very fast in, in the last five or six years. You have many accelerators, you have many organizations that help to develop social businesses. We have, of course, social impact bonds and we have uh, social VCs and it's becoming a, a red ocean. And I understand that over the years, I have few unique selling points. The, the, the main value proposition of For Purpose is, first of all, the hands-on approach. I don't believe in consulting. I don't believe in mentoring in the old fashion. I believe that if I want a social business to succeed, I have to work in it alongside the organizations or the entrepreneurs. So we work on a hands-on approach. We, we see the tasks. We understand which tasks I'm gonna do, my team gonna, gonna do, gonna work on, which tasks my clients gonna work on, and we are aiming to achieve the goals and just do it. Mm. I'm not sitting mm. next to him or in front of my clients and, and tell them what to do. I tell them what to do and then do it either for them or with them. And the second major thing is to understand that the entrepreneur journey is a lot of about mental challenges. And we have to give a holistic uh, support to our clients. We have to help them with the mental challenges alongside the professional challenges. And we have to help them with the self-confidence when they get upset, when they get burned out. I have to help them with professional tools. And that's the reason I have a psychological help in my, in my team. And we have mental uh, support and it works amazing. It's kind of a holistic support. Yeah, very interesting. A holistic approach that really seeks to identify with whoever your client is and most comprehensively solve their problem. One of the hardest things is to hear a no answer. Like for my clients to try to sell their products or uh, to gain a strategic partner, uh, partnership and to, to hear the word no or even afraid of hearing the word no and I have to help them to overcome that fear and just believe and do it and understand that even if you you will hear no and probably you're gonna hear a lot of no's it's okay to to try to not succeed to learn from it and then improve yourself yeah yeah it's true there are many many challenges that come with setting up any social enterprise and I guess that leads on to the next question what do you believe are the biggest challenges social enterprises face excellent question well I'll separate those two professional challenges and for the personal challenges. I think in, in the personal way, the first thing is to act alone. A lot of entrepreneurs decide to, to start and act alone and very quick they get lonely and they burn out. So first of all, I help them to team up, to build a team and not work alone. As I mentioned before, to tackle the emotional challenges and to understand how to overcome their fears and to have second opinion and to think, although it's a cliche, but 
to think outside the box and have some creativity or um, the other point of views. It's very, very important for uh, social entrepreneurs. And of course, the lack of experience, the lack of contact, not knowing what to do next or uh, how to get funds on the early stages, uh, how to build a team. Those are the major uh, challenges when yeah. they started their journey. Yeah. And one of the challenges social enterprises often face is that they're misconceived as being not financially profitable or sustainable organizations. Among other things, this presents branding and positioning challenges. So what do you believe is crucial in breaking this misconception? Wow. In one sentence, have a really good value proposition. I mean, if you won't have a good business offer, a good value proposition, your, your, your clients, your customers, they won't buy your product, they, they won't buy your services. Although you have the, 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 the social offer, it doesn't matter if you don't have a, a, a very good value proposition. So you have to be excellent in your service and be professional uh, and your professional level. You have to be great on your marketing and sale process. And you have to think like a business and then when you're excellent in being a business, think how it's promote your uh, social targets. And when I work with my clients, we are trying every time to reach the, the highest level of professionalism in the business model, to find the best services, the best products, and to act like an excellent corporation in order to gain more customers that will believe that if we'll buy the excellent service or product, and also make an impact that's the best offer for them. So be a good business and then uh, be an excellent social business. Many, many entrepreneurs or many organizations think if you're uh, social, it's enough, but it's not. People don't buy you on regular terms uh, because you're social. They buy a good business proposition. Mm. And if you also make a social impact, it's great, it's helped to, to sell, but it won't sell just because you're making a social impact. Very interesting. Thanks, Offer. And similarly, social enterprises often have trouble defining, measuring, and communicating their impact. What do you think is essential in achieving this? That's another good question. Um, well, first of all, this is a major concern here in Israel. Because when you're a charity or a corporate, you have the funds and you have the resources to measure your social success. Mm. But what about the case of a lone entrepreneur or a small social business? You have to gain funds um, to invest in your um, marketing plan, your employees, um, your store, your products. And then you have to find the time and resource to measure your impact. How can you do all of, all of those things when you're a, a just a small organization or a small team? But luckily, in the last few years, the Israeli ecosystem started to adopt simple uh, tools like a um, logical impact model or a theory of change. Mm. And we started to find the easiest tools to use in order to measure the impact. Now, you have to understand, if you want to measure your impact, you can't prove your social targets. Uh, you, you can't prove how you actually succeed as a social business. And then you can lose all the interest holders, all your uh, potentially strategic partners. But 
in the minute you can prove by numbers, by measurable numbers, what is the change you're gaining, then you can work with the government, you can work with your uh, local authorities, you can work with uh, social responsibility sections in, in the corporate world, and it's amazing how you can develop a bigger financial model potential if you will measure your uh, impact change. And keep it simple. Try to find the easiest and the simple tools that will help you to prove the social change that your activity is gaining. So if you're right now next to Google, just write down theory of change, a logic impact model, great tools for small organizations, for lone entrepreneurs to start and measure and prove their social impact. Interesting. And what inspiring Israeli projects or initiatives have you come across recently which are creating positive social change? Well, in Israel, in the Israeli market, we have a lot of kind of examples from big social corporations to the smallest social businesses. An excellent example for a social corporate is a Shekulotov group. In English, that means all good. This corporate runs something like 20 social businesses and helps 3,000 people with uh, mental and uh, psychiatric uh, disabilities. They help them to gain experience and skills in the work field in order to help them to start a career in the free market. And they work a lot with the Israeli government. They work with the other nations. They're standing right now to develop a partnership with Britain and South Africa and Germany. And they do amazing things. This is like a kind of a big example. A technological example that actually works in Australia too, called Sesame Enable. Sesame Enable is kind of the world's first touch-free smartphone app. They develop a smartphone app to help people with physical disabilities to run their smartphone through the eye vision. And Google invested in them in order to make them a free app to help people with disabilities all over the world to manage their life through the smartphone using only their eyesight. And the last example, where one of my clients called Kite Pride. This is a social business that helps men and women that exiting the sex industry in Israel to learn how to live a new life, to teach them how to be employee teamworks, to help them with their rehabilitation. And they do all that by taking kite surfing parachutes and make handbags and backpacks from those used kite surfing parachutes. You can check them on, online. They have amazing products and the income is generated in order to help those men and women from the sex industry or that use drugs and alcohol to help them to gain new life, a new professional and uh, to start a new period in their life. It's called Kite Pride. Yeah, they're, they're amazing, amazing products. Great. Interesting. And looking at the social enterprise sector from a policy perspective, what do you believe can be done by government to help foster and support social enterprises? What countries do you think are leading social enterprise development? 
Well, in Israel, there is still no regulation about social business. This is kind of a bottom-up market. First, the, the early adapters and the, the first uh, social businesses that developed in Israel, and then uh, local authorities understand the potential and start help those uh, either uh, charities or social businesses to develop. And in the last few years, you can see the Israeli government decided to start working on the regulation and starting on modeling the social business sector in Israel, the fourth sector. And I think it came in a, in a good timing because you have a lot of established social businesses in Israel that have been working for more than five, seven years and they are a living proof that it can be done in Israel. So now the government the governmental job uh, to define what is a social business in Israel is easier. And mm. in the minute that will appear, I guess the, the major thing that the government can do is help in early stages funds, like in the due diligence stage, to help fund entrepreneurs that are trying to understand if they got a good business case. And you can see uh, in other countries over the world, governmental incentives. And I guess that this is the next step in Israel. Tenders relief, like if I want to work with the government or the local authority, and if I'm a social business, it will be easier to work with those uh, institutes. Probably tax reduce. I think beside of like funding accelerators and hubs uh, and the government uh, has been doing that, those are the next major things that the government can do. It's quite about uh, the financial side of the social business sector yes. in Israel. We've been learning a lot from uh, the, the sectors in, in England, of course, Britain, uh, in my opinion, is, is the leading star of the impact uh, sector in the world. Uh, Scandinavia, of course. Um, Australia is amazing. Uh, I've been uh, looking on the Australian market for the last three, four years, and uh, it's amazing to read and hear about uh, uh, how things develop over there, South Africa, India. So Israel is kind of two or three years later from what happens in, in the world. Like, I can see things that I learned from uh, my trips to England two or three years ago or to the States, to the US five years ago. I can see them happen uh, right now in Israel. So it's amazing. And mm -hmm. the Israeli brain is kind of, once we learn something, in a short period of time, we develop it and we make it uh, happen big time. Thanks for that. And just to finish off, what are yeah. some inspiring books or pages that you'd recommend to our listeners? Well, first of all, A World Without Poverty by Muhammad Yunus, Professor Muhammad Yunus. This book changed my life. It's so inspiring and yet it's very a uh, tactical book. You can actually learn uh, how Muhammad Yunus built the first uh, uh, social uh, businesses and the, the beginning of his journey. Another great book is uh, Be Kind by Daniel Lubatsky, the founder of Kind Bar. Amazing book that tells how he developed from early stages failures to raise up this amazing social corporate in US. And right now I'm reading 
the latest from uh, Muhammad Yunus, a world uh, of uh, three zeros, the latest book uh, by Muhammad Yunus. And this is his next level theory about how to make a worldwide social ecosystem and uh, social uh, businesses markets all over the world. Very interesting. I sure recommend it, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Offa, thank you very much for your generous insights and time. Thank you for having me and thank you for uh, the invitation. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Offa. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.